0: Welcome to the Vogue Podcast.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Vogue Podcast. Well, this Wesker thing is really not for me. <laughs> Today, I'll be talking to professional voice actor Peter Jessup, who's the voice of Albert Wesker in Resident Evil 1 HD remaster. But you guys also might have heard him in perhaps Red Dead Redemption 2, where he played some of the local pedestrian, or even in Destiny 2, where he voiced Exo ExoMail and in thousands of thousands of other stuff. Welcome to the show, Peter. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Glad to be here.
1: Well. I would like to ask you what got you into voice acting and acting in general?
2: Um, Acting in general started when I was a a kid um, doing theater in high school and uh, decided that I really enjoyed it, Uh, felt like I had a knack for it. So I auditioned for the university uh, theater department, got in. And uh, then when I was done with school, I uh, thought, well, I'll try and pursue it as a career uh the way I got into voice acting was I came to Los Angeles to do a sitcom and I got hit by a car good god oh and they turned my character into a voiceover (laughs) (laughs) yeah so is that uh how it started the voiceover that's how voiceover started yeah I had done some voiceover before that Mm -hmm. uh you know commercials or industrial films and things like that but okay uh I kind of messed my face up at the time. This is, again, 30 years ago. Hmm. Uh, And thought, well, I can still do voiceover. (laughs) So, (laughs) Yeah, and I think you're
1: still doing voiceover to this day. I'm
2: still doing it, yeah.
1: Yeah, and you don't seem like you want to stop anytime soon.
2: (laughs) Well, why would I? It's it's the coolest job in the world. And what are you up to nowadays? Uh, Nowadays, I am uh, developing and producing a new animated series called New Wave. That's what, uh, that's what I've been working on mostly. And, you know, obviously I'm still doing uh, other voiceover stuff. I'm doing uh, mm. a couple of uh, interactive properties that I can't talk about because we signed. But, uh, NDAs, yeah, you've heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing these days.
1: Okay, I see, and uh, I I think you might have thought that this moment might come and uh, Resident Evil questions. Yes, (laughs) play them on me. Do you remember voicing for Resident Evil?
2: That's a stupid question, but oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was one of the earliest. uh, It was really the it was the first cinematic video game. Mm, Yeah, I think that was you know. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, that was in two thousand something it was 2002 mm-hmm. and it was uh it had cut scenes where we had like it was like little you know mm-hmm. animated film scenes yeah which people really hadn't started doing yet it was all pretty much over the shoulder or you know mm. god's eye view kind of yeah blow stuff up um and once you finished whatever the section was suddenly there's a scene where you're you know you're talking to jill or you're talking to barry or, or mm-hmm. you're talking to chris and yeah. it's you know that was uh, that was really novel at the time. Uh, that
1: was in 2002, but uh, the game got re-released in 2015 and got uh, more HD. Um, I'm not sure if you went back to re-record your lines or
2: not. You know, we didn't have to. Mm. They had everything done. Uh, they had all the sound files. Mm-hmm. Um, they did have a nice little launch event that we got to go to. Joe White and I went, and uh, mm-hmm. who's Chris Redfield. Yeah. Um, And, you know, got to go meet some of the fans, and uh, I bought my son an umbrella, umbrella. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) They had some umbrella umbrellas for sale. oh, I got to get that, so.
1: Yeah, of course. What was the audition process like for Resident Evil? That, uh,
2: wow. That was quite a while ago. That was, uh, because we actually recorded it in 2001, Mm. uh, you know, when it came out in 2002. Yeah. So that was 20 years ago. Um, as far as I remember, my agent at the time uh, got a call from a casting director and they said, here are a bunch of different characters. Uh, who do you think would be good for them? And they called me in and said, you know, could you read for this one? And I looked at Wesker and thought it through and did it. So that was the audition process. Yeah. Mm. when we started, we started recording the game, I, I didn't know I was the bad guy oh <laughs> they didn't give us they didn't give us the whole story up front so i just thought oh i'm the team leader oh you okay know, I'm, now I'm, i see i'm the commander so i <laughs> i was a commander yeah which is why you don't really get the hint that i'm evil until aha now yeah
1: exactly i mean yeah i mean you did great um was there like a specific accent you went for in in wesker's perspective
2: or character no i think i just went for sort of a calm cool commander tone and as the character developed and you know other guys took over the role
1: yeah
2: um he sort of got uh he got bigger mm-hmm. because they already because you already know he's the bad guy so he yeah. can just go ahead and be the bad guy now yeah so that was kind of fun to watch happen yeah so i believe you have also seen the game itself have you played it i have i mean it's been again 20 years i yeah. had a, you had the little, the little two discs that you pop yeah. in and out of your GameCube. And yeah, but yeah, it was great. The, the, sometimes the, the locked camera would throw me off, but uh, <laughs> yeah, same. Here. It was still new at that point. So it was because everything was cool. That was just super cool.
1: Yeah. So. What was your favorite thing about voicing Wesker? Uh, hmm. That's a that's hard kinda, question. That's
2: kind of stumped me. Yeah. Favorite thing? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think when I learned that I was going to be turning into this huge monster, uh, that that was a great twist. And that was very, that was kind of exciting.
0: Hmm.
2: It's like, oh, I'm the bad guy. Okay. <laughs> let's lean into that. And that was a lot of fun. So
1: did you have the opportunity to improvise kind of?
2: No, okay. no, there was no improvising. We had to stick to the script. Okay. Um, and you know, it was, it was written in Japanese originally
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then translated into English yeah, um, by Japanese translators. So some of the translations were a little awkward. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if there was a sentence that that I couldn't make sense of, I would ask the director, you know, can we switch mm-hmm. a couple of the words around to make it sound more American? And he was always pretty cool about that.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, um, uh, well, uh, some of the well, most of the players kind of disliked the acting, but you know the the translation itself had a lot to do with it because you know you guys are obviously professionals. So yeah, would you reprise the role if you were asked?
2: Yeah, of course I would.
1: It's been a while since you did the character itself. Um, were there any plans for you to make an appearance again as Wesker? Uh,
2: once the game had launched. And it was done. Um, I believe Capcom went to uh, Canada to do the set, the next two. Um, and so they used Canadian actors for that. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, uh, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly was going on, but I do remember getting a call from DC Douglas. Um, mm. And because we've been friends for you know ages and he said listen i just got an audition uh they want me to try and blend these two different characters uh and one of them is you
0: are you okay with
2: that and i was like of course i'm okay with that yeah so yeah so that's what dc did is he combined the two of us me and um uh Was it Richard Wall? Who took over Wesker for the next two games? Um,
1: It was Richard Wall. It was Richard Wall, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: So what they did was they sent him a tape of Richard and a tape of me, and they're very different characters. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he sort of tried to, you know, split the difference between those two. And I thought he did a great job.
1: I mean, uh, when it comes to Wesker's character, to me personally, you guys almost all sound the same. (laughs) <laughs> All those. I mean, DC yeah. was really able to capture the tone of Richard and you, so he did a great job. Yeah, well, job. that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he really yeah, combined exactly. the
2: two of us into one great character, so that was perfect.
1: Yeah, but but uh, I personally notice a slight British accent in his uh, Wesker.
2: Uh, that's because I think Richard did a little bit of that. Oh. That was, I think, part of what the Richard flavor mm-hmm. to Wesker added to it.
1: Okay. Um, Do you have any
2: favorite roles or projects that you have worked on? I really liked Fallout 4. Mm. That was good. I was Paladin dance in that. And Mm. if you really play out the Paladin dance storyline, there's a lot of really cool character development that goes on. And that was fun because you don't normally get that in a video game.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a question from Justin Riley. I am an aspiring actor. And I'd really love to hear how he got started or like, what should you do if you want to get into acting or how to get or apply for auditions, anything about how to get started. I'm incredibly passionate about this and I'm tired of hearing, just keep working at it and go to auditions because I have no idea how to even get auditions.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the trick. And especially now that COVID has kicked in, yeah. um, you know, the, it used to be there were casting directors and casting agents that you could go to and they had offices and you'd show up at their office and you would audition in front of them.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: if it was a voiceover audition, they had a booth and you'd go in and they'd have a booth director and you'd audition that way. Yeah. Uh, if it was for on camera stuff, um, you'd go in, they'd have a video camera set up and you'd do your piece live in front of them. And then so uh, I don't know how you get into those anymore. Um, back when I was breaking in and everybody goes through the same problem. It's, it's a question of, 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 your location. Uh, if you are in Los Angeles or New York, uh, there will be auditions you can do. You can look up, uh, there's a magazine called backstage. And then out here we have backstage West. Uh, and it lists, uh, projects that are going on. You can do theater, you can do plays. Um, you can shoot your own content. You know, that's a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of people are getting in that way. Mm. Uh, you know, write yourself a script, get a friend with a good, you know, uh, iPhone or Android camera on it and shoot a little short film, post it and get people to, to pay attention and notice it. And that's how you can get, uh, catch the eye of somebody who can bring you in for casting. Oh yeah. Get
1: an agent perhaps, yeah.
2: That's the trick. And getting yeah. an agent is not easy. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. it's, uh, it's a very, it's, it's a one-way street, really. You, mm-hmm. you, I wouldn't know how to do it today, quite honestly, mm-hmm. if I had to go out and find a new agent today. Uh, well, I could probably do it because I've been doing this for so long that most mm-hmm. of them know who I am. But if I were just starting out today, I, I wouldn't know how to start. about go about getting mm-hmm. an agent. So.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you have like a demo reel,
2: right? Yeah, but it's really old. Um, I haven't updated it in a long time, mm -hmm. Um, mainly because I haven't needed to. Yeah, you know, I've got a great team that I work with, uh, who know what I do, and so when auditions come in for the kind of stuff that they think I can handle, they just send it to
1: Mm. me. Okay,
2: so, but Um, again, that that takes years and years of working with people before they get to that point. (laughs) Yeah, I, I believe you. When did you start it out? Uh, I got my SAG card in 1989. Mm. Well, that was quite a while ago. Two years ago, yeah.
1: And you've been in the industry ever
2: since. Yeah. Have you considered stopping at one point? Oh, I'm sure I will at some point, but it's still fun. There's still interesting stuff out there. Um, You know, I've had this passion project that I've been working on. I mentioned it earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, That I've been working on for the last three years. uh, Mm. To put together uh, a new animated series, and I think I'm going to really sort of put a lot of my effort into that. So and we can so, talk about that later.
1: Yes. So, what is your like? Um,
2: what do you do for this animated show? Are you a producer or? I'm I'm producing it. Mm-hmm. I co-wrote it. Uh, it's it's about a rock band. So there's music in the episodes. Mm-hmm. I worked with uh, some professional rock musician friends of mine. And mm-hmm. we wrote songs for the show. Uh, I cast it, and uh, I'm going to be doing one of the characters. So. Yeah. Well,
1: personally, I think it's very interesting. I think we can get into it a bit more deeply. Um, uh, is there like a trailer or anything so far?
2: There is, well, we've got a. Um, we did a, a concept video for the mm. what the opening would be like with mm-hmm. the theme song. It's a minute long. This is it. This is our chance. This is the 1980s! Nothing's gonna stop us! This is gonna be so awesome! So, are we gonna play the song now? Better than I expected. Where did this idea came from? Uh, The idea initially came from, and I've I've had this idea since the '90s. It's about a band in the new wave scene in the 1980s, Um, and it was always one of those sort of, you know, oh, wouldn't it be cool to do a show about that? Hmm. And the big sticking point for me was I wanted to have it have, I wanted every episode to have an original song. And I thought, how do you get an original song? Do I, you know, contact hip young bands and have them write stuff? And then a couple of years ago, uh, I met this guy who also does voiceover, who was David Bowie's guitar player and was Iggy Pop's guitar player for years. And and, uh, we started talking about it and we had the same stories of being in struggling bands in the early 80s. And it was just, it was really kind of funny that, that we, I told the story, it's like, oh, that happened to me too, you, you know. Um, and that's what really got me motivated to start writing it. So I uh, called a buddy of mine from college that I've known for years, and we sat down and we wrote out the pilot script and a couple of other scripts and sort of put the idea of the show together. And I think it's kind of cool, we, but the, uh, the whole thing is set up. We've got the production is done. Hmm. We've got an amazing cast.
1: Yeah, I, I have uh, seen the people that you have on, yeah. such as like Courtney Taylor, I think. Courtney and, Taylor, Yuri yeah. Lowenthal,
2: Carolina Ravasa. Yeah. Uh,
1: when do you when do you think this animated series might get done? Episode well, if we can if
2: we release. can raise the money to produce the pilot,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, that should take honestly, with everything in place, shouldn't take more than six to eight months to get it animated it's not that long of a, an episode yeah and then you know people can see that um and it, hopefully we can generate some interest from one of the streamers or from a broadcast network and get it on netflix or hbo or mm-hmm. one of those and uh start producing cool. other episodes so hopefully within the next year or two um, yeah we'll have a, a full-fledged series going which would be really, really great you know so
1: yeah, if you guys feel like you would want to support this animated series of uh, Peter, then you can go to the Kickstarter page, which we'll include in the description, and feel free to donate. So, so you voice one of the characters. Um, yes. Have you, um, have you started like uh, recording anything for him yet?
2: Uh, no. I mean, we've, we, we've put together the character to know who they are and what their, mm-hmm. what their characters are going to be. Um. so we know basically what they're going to sound like and the cast that we've put together I, I trust them all implicitly I mean I was talking to Kari Walgren about her character and she said well what kind of voice do you want me to do and I said honestly do, do whatever you, your instinct tells you to do because you know she's Kari Walgren Come Yeah, on. she's going to make the right choice of course so so, you know, I think that's uh, that's a big part of, of any successful project is what everybody else brings to it as well.
1: Yeah. Have you considered getting on Cameo? You know what Cameo is?
2: You know, somebody talked to me about that a while back, and I tried to sign up, and uh, I couldn't figure it out. Now, I'm also, you know, middle-aged so a lot of this stuff is beyond my my grasp i'm not really that tech savvy <laughs> um but yeah you know i'd be happy to do cameos for people if, if they were interested yeah, i hopefully. just couldn't figure out how to sign up to as, i can sign up as somebody who can buy a cameo from somebody mm-hmm. but i couldn't figure out how to put myself in there as somebody who would sell yeah, yeah. a cameo it's a so, bit complicated.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so so, um, do you remember like anything from uh,
2: Wesker's uh, vocabulary, like a favorite line or something? Well, I, I talk about this in every isk- ish, you know, every interview about Wesker. Um, my <laughs> favorite line from the entire Resident Evil series was, <clears throat> don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. No, that wasn't part of our deal. it's not necessary to destroy stars because i didn't know what it meant (laughs) (laughs) i mean and i i came out of the booth and i said to the director i said you know i don't i don't understand this Uh, what does it mean and he's like well you know it's a very common american phrase and i was like uh, and he was japanese director and i was like "Uh, not in the part of america where i live i've never heard this uh (laughs) And basically what it means is don't be hard. Don't make it difficult for me to control you. (laughs) Okay. You know, don't, don't fight it. I'm in charge kind of a phrase, but uh, don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch. And (laughs) I I love that line so much because it just, it's memorable. uh, It's memorable, but it also, to me, it encapsulated the, the sort of uh, um, language gap. Mm you know, the cultural gap between the creators and and realizing it in another country.
1: Yeah, have you took an inspiration
2: from previous Albert Wesker voices for The Voice? Um, um, no, I had not heard, uh, there was only the, the one. I yeah,
1: think. yeah, one,
2: yeah. Pop, pop, um, and I, yeah. I had never actually played the game before.
1: Oh, I cast. okay.
2: I, I didn't know anything about the, the the game, so, which is why I didn't know I was the villain.
1: Okay, yeah, of course,
2: <laughs> so so Capcom didn't
1: want to like sound specifically as the actor before, okay,
2: no, I think they went just like they they a put new together a whole separate cast to to give yeah. it a cinematic feel
1: I think they really chose the right actors for the for the characters yeah.
2: personally, yeah do you know the other actors actually uh, I know Joe mm-hmm. uh Joe White, who was Chris yeah, um and uh, in in the the remake that I did, I think he's the only one I actually know personally. Mm, okay. But as far as you know, the other the subsequent Resident Evils, yeah, I know a lot of the folks in that. Courtney and I are good friends. DC and I are friends. Um, Matthew, you know Mercer, perhaps. Oh yeah, Matt Mercer. Yeah, we've yeah.
1: Are you okay with like saying lines as Wester? If I give Most you like the- a line, is that a?
2: Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it.
1: The human race requires judgment.
2: Now, was that Monster Wesker or was that regular Wesker?
1: Uh, that was Monster Wesker, yeah.
2: Yeah, so it would be more like the... The human race requires yeah. judgment.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so was it hard like to... Um, I mean, I'm sure you had the Japanese uh, writers in your headphones, right? So how was the experience? Yeah, I to the,
2: yeah, we had a director
1: come over from Japan to work yeah. with this, yeah. So how was the experience with uh, working with
2: Capcom at that time? They were pretty cool, actually. We did uh, they, they did early f- facial capture. Mm. So not actual face. They put a camera in our face while we did our lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they could watch, you know, the mouth movements and things like yeah. that. And the expressions on the faces. But I never take my sunglasses off. So I didn't really have to do oh. my eyes. Okay. So you yeah, you know, Wesker's were, got his sunglasses on the whole time. Can you also say, "You're merely postponing the inevitable"? That's normal, Wesker. You're merely postponing the inevitable.
1: Um, Have you heard like DC's Wesker actually?
2: Not so much. Um, okay. You know i I am a gamer. I'm not really a horror gamer. Mm-hmm. Um. I tend to go for much more prosaic kind of stuff. I do uh, like Minecraft or uh, okay. uh, No Man's Sky, where you can just sort of wander around and play mm-hmm. with stuff. So do you also do music? I do. Yeah. Um, do you play instruments? Um, yeah, I play guitar, uh, a little bit of viola, and I sing. Okay, so, so vocals too. Yeah. Do you have like a band? um in a sense uh i'm in a a two-man duo okay um and we've written and recorded some stuff but mostly it's been for uh the the animated project so and i was in bands you know back in high school and college and that sort of thing so
1: when did you start with uh you know with music was it before acting
2: or long before acting yeah okay yeah no i had Piano lessons as a kid, and uh, violin lessons, and then switched to viola, Um, and then played bass guitar in a band, and then was the singer in a band. How did you prepare yourself
1: mentally for the role of Wesker?
2: I think pretty much the same way of any other uh, session. You just you make sure that you're focused. You make sure your voice is warmed up, Mm -hmm. and you know it helps to make character choices um whether they work or not is up to the director but as long as you have something in your mind that you 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 know this is the way the guy thinks this is the way the guy is going to act um that's the sort of preparation you do do you speak like any other languages not well enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay i speak a little german a little french and a little spanish but not enough to you know
1: Okay, I see. So the kind of
2: basic stuff. Yeah. I took a semester of Russian in college, but I can only remember one phrase. So. Okay,
1: I see. What about accents and dialects in English?
2: Yep. Yeah, I do a lot of different dialects. Perhaps can you tell us about some, a few? Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much uh, most of the American regional stuff, uh, English regional stuff, um, there are different English socioeconomic dialects, uh, and then there are accents like Irish accents and Scottish okay. accents and Welsh accents, because they're actually based on the influence of a different language. Um, mm-hmm. so if someone has a French accent when they speak English, it's because they're being influenced by French. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference between a dialect and an accent.
1: Okay. That's a pretty cool fact. Yeah. What, what do you think is the key to a good Southern accent? I mean, dialect.
2: Um, well, the main thing about good Southern dialect is that a lot of people think they don't say the letter R in the South. And they do. There, there's nobody down here who talks like Scarlett O'Hara uh, in Gone with the Wind, because that's just not a thing. You know? Mm-hmm. My dear. Nobody says that.
1: Yeah. So, that's kind of more kind of slides into the British
2: or is it just I think it's I think it's a British idea of what a southern accent sounds like and Oh yeah, 100, <laughs> yeah. 100 125 years ago that's how it sounded. But it does not anymore. So.
1: Yeah, I mean people
2: were you know moving from place to place i think i think partly that i think partly too is there was a desire in the american theatrical community to sound more sophisticated mm. and to americans uh any english dialect sounds sophisticated to some americans i just i will always remember this in college we had these three what we would call yabos uh in the uk where three cottony guys come over right and they're about as white chapel-y as you can get they're from east london super heavy cottony accents Mm. and the girls across the hall were like oh my gosh that's so classy (laughs) and it was the most working class urban dialect on the face of the planet and i just i just chuckled at that one you
1: know? Yeah. You're also in back for blood. Yeah. Am I in back for blood? Well, your IMDB page says, so there what is, is no for blood. back for blood. Well, it's a zombie game. Oh, I mean, you have it on your IMDB page. It doesn't like, it doesn't you know, say who I
2: played though. It, does it? it doesn't say who you played. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I may have just been zombies in that. Okay. So you also do like creature, you know, voices? Sounds. Not, that's not really my specialty. There are a couple of guys here in town, uh, like D. Bradley Baker and, and John LaPau who do outstanding creature voices. Um, and, you know, I'm happy to give them that niche. Okay, of course.
1: What is your personal opinion on the character of Wesker?
2: On the character of Wesker? Yeah. Um, well, ultimately, I think he's evil. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's a megalomaniac. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's incumbent upon everyone who plays the games uh, to kill him, if you can. Yeah. And actually, That's that happened in Resident Evil 5. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> After a long
1: journey of trying to kill Wesker, he was yeah. finished. Yeah. Can you say, as Wesker, um, I'm not sure if, you, if you're going to be able to re- you know, remember all of this. Every day, humans come one step closer to self-destruction. I'm not destroying the world. I'm saving it.
2: And that's monster Wesker?
1: Well, that's kind of uh, normal Wesker. Okay.
2: Yeah, let's say go. that. Every day. Humans come one step closer to self-destruction. I'm not destroying the world. I'm saving it. As you said, uh, the
1: key behind Wesker's voice or was the commander tone that you did. But is there anything yeah. else that uh, perhaps impersonators should know?
2: Well, I think part of what makes Wesker's personality when he's just team leader Wesker is he's the team leader. You know? And he's got that authority yeah. in his voice. He's the boss. You know. So chill, you stay here. Chris, you and I are gonna check this room out. Okay, exactly. boss. You know, that's that's just what he does because that's his job.
1: Yeah. So and, and then he turns out to be evil. Yes. A horrible right. monster. It it wouldn't be Westgrave, he wouldn't be evil,
2: unfortunately. Exactly.
1: You also voiced Exo Male in Destiny 2 and then Destiny,
2: you know? Yep. Destiny first and then Destiny 2. And now, mm-hmm. actually, um, I'm the only male player character voice. They have, uh, I'm doing all the male characters, Exo, Awoken, and uh, Human. Mm-hmm. And they've got Zera Fazal doing all the female voices now.
1: Okay. Can you perhaps uh, showcase how these male characters sound like?
2: Well, they sound sort of like this. When you're a guardian, you don't really speak much. And when you do, it has to have a lot of meaning. <laughs> so that yeah. was the, that's the exo voice, yeah. which is now the everybody voice, I'm afraid. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, not everybody, I guess you have the role. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm saying it's the voice for any player. Yeah, character. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. So. I get it now.
1: Are you Which also- freaks me
2: out, because I play Destiny 2, and I did the first section when they loaded in um, uh, it was the last expansion. And I'm playing as, I have an Awoken character, and it's my voice. I'm like, wait a minute. Did, did I mess this up somehow? Because they hadn't told me that I was hmm. just the male player character voice now. So I didn't know. I surprised myself.
1: So you also were in Red Dead Redemption 2, and you did some local pedestrian voices over yeah. there. And uh, I haven't personally, well, just dis- heard your voice. But uh, if you could, like, show us what
2: you did, that'd be cool. Oh, I think it, it's some of the lines are, like, super simple. Like, ah, everybody coming here, tramping on my grass, staying out of my yard. That was Red Dead like local homeowner guy who's complaining <laughs> about people walking in is, you know, yeah. And I that mean, was just because they, they, they had called up and said, Hey, do you want to come in and record? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> what I'll directions did you get? None. Got None, no direction. They just let me come in and do my thing. And then they just sort of, you know, so yeah, the, that was just fun. But they did told, tell you like they wanted you to be Southern
1: at least or something. Anything? No, it's
2: a, it's a Western show. So it had that sort of old country Western feel to it.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you guys can
2: follow Peter. It's at Dad Jessup, J E S S O P,
1: and the new wave Instagram, which is
2: is uh, the underscore neutrons N E W T R O N S,
1: and you guys can also follow him on Twitter, which is at Jessup Peter. Is there anything Wesker has to say about the Vogue podcast?
2: Of all the podcasts, the Vogue podcast is the most Vogue.
1: Yeah, I think that has something to do with the with the with reality. Yeah, man, thank you so so much for coming on, and it's uh, been a pleasure. I hope that perhaps in the future I will have the opportunity to get you on again. That would be great.